Welcome to The Visionary Rising, the podcast for freedom-seeking, heart-led creative entrepreneurs, course creators, and online business owners. I'm Jody Brown, marketing-obsessed hairstylist turned content creation agency owner and visibility mentor, and I'm here to help you build your magnetic brand, grow your audience, and become the authority in your space. You'll get the most up-to-date conversations and strategies on visibility, marketing, social media, mindset, and entrepreneurship so that you can grow your business in a way that feels as good as it looks. Here, we keep it real and go beyond the basics. I'm obsessed with helping creatives get seen and heard and paid well for their work. Beyond a podcast, this is a movement. Welcome to The Visionary Rising. Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of the Visionary Rising podcast. I'm your host, Jody Brown, and in today's episode, I'm going to share a sneak peek behind my journey as a visionary entrepreneur and how in the past four years, I have gone from working behind the chair as a hairstylist to being an online business owner with complete location independence and freedom. Today, I'm going to share part one of the story, as well as some of the things that I really attribute to the sustainability and the quick growth of my business. And then in the next couple of weeks, I'm also going to share part two. So what happened once I got into being an educator and all of the things that have happened since from landing speaking gigs to hosting retreats to launching online programs, working one-on-one with other educators and creatives and all of those things. So if you enjoyed today's part one episode, make sure you tune in for part two, which is going to be coming soon. One of the main reasons I wanted to share my story as the first episode is because I want to highlight the skills that we build by accident almost, and the subtle signals we can get that can lead to crazy amounts of evolution in our careers and in ourselves. And a lot of creative entrepreneurs I speak to have parallels in their journeys. So I hope today you'll get some insight, not only into my behind the business story, but also getting inspiration from your own by looking at it through a new lens. In the past four years, I've transitioned my career from being a self-employed service provider with a physical location to a speaker, retreat host, marketing agency owner, and digital educator. Before we get into my story, here's a sneak peek as to what I have actually experienced over the past four years before we get into how I got there. So one of the first things I noticed that was super rewarding was after my hard work started paying off, my audience grew and I started seeing the impact my work was having on my coaching and social media management clients. I still think it is so wild when I drive past a salon in a town I live near And I see the sign, which is the same name. So the salon name is the same name we chose for the hairstylist rebrand when we first started working together and it's now immortalized. That kind of thing is what truly kept me going in the beginning because I was so committed to mastering and advancing my craft, which is marketing. I started getting noted and approached by some of the entrepreneurs that I had looked up to when I first got into the space as well as other educators in my industry. They could see what I was doing was working and the demand for done-for-you content creation and marketing services, as well as marketing mentorship, grew so quickly, or at least it seemed quick. It was over the course of about a year, I think. But 
I ended up hiring help. And that's how what eventually became Align Creative Co. was born. Building a team also helped me build leadership skills and get better at communicating my knowledge, which has also made me a better educator and a better mentor. So from 2021 to 2023, I spoke at several industry events across North America and was traveling to teach private classes. In 2023, we hosted my first European retreat. And at this point, I've taught hundreds of creatives and beauty pros online how to build brands and market their businesses. We've taught this through challenges, classes, coaching, and my own programs. I grew my first podcast, Hairstyles Rising, to over 10,000 monthly downloads within a couple of years. And the wild thing is I started getting clients from events that I wasn't even present at because from day one, I prioritized getting my clients great results and serving them deeply, which built me a solid reputation. There is a handful of things that I did in the beginning that I credit to the fact that I've been able to grow my business year over year and build a solid reputation in my industry. And I'm going to dive into those as well today. Although I want to make it clear that you do not have to be in the beginning of your business to implement these strategies that I'm going to talk about. I've had clients work these at every point in their career and create success as well. But first, I want to tell you the story of how I got into the marketing space from being an entrepreneur in the beauty industry. I know a lot of creatives will relate to these points, lessons, and also hardships. And my hope is that by sharing my story, you'll find inspiration for your inner visionary. So I'm excited to get into it. In March of 2020, I worked my last day behind the chair as a self-employed hairstylist to transition into full-time remote entrepreneurship. And I know that a lot of creatives have had similar paths because often what can happen is as entrepreneurs, as you know, no matter which industry we're in, there are so many skills that you develop in order to just run your business once you become self-employed. So I know that a lot of you will relate to that part of this story, especially Um, so four years ago, I had built a successful business as an independent stylist. There was a lot going on behind the scenes, which I'm going to dig into a little bit, but I built that business from zero after coming back from maternity leave. I had spent the last several years before I got pregnant and had my son moving around a lot. I had done a stint in sales for a beauty distributor, which is where I fell in love with traveling for work and where I was when I got pregnant with my son. Uh, After I came back, someone that I worked with, I had worked with before who had opened a salon, asked me to come back to work and join their team. So this is a brand new space. You can probably relate to this space in business, Um, whether you're a photographer, online course creator, interior designer, graphic artist, or brand designer, no matter what you do, when you have a business, whether it is local or whether it is online, it can be really difficult to start from zero when it comes to building a clientele. And I realized pretty quickly when I got back as a new mom with a new daycare bill that I was going to need to be responsible for bringing in my own clients if I wanted to make it work. Now, that was kind of in the infancy of using social media to build out businesses. So it wasn't that it didn't exist yet at all, particularly on Instagram I'm talking. It wasn't necessarily that people weren't doing it, but it definitely was not the norm at the time, especially in my industry for individuals. So for that reason, building out personal brands on social media wasn't something we were taught at all. 
So while there wasn't an abundance of education in every industry like there is now, I decided that I was going to go all in on learning how to market my business. And truly, I became obsessed with marketing. 2016 was the beginning of what got me to where I am now. And I poured all of my free time into podcasts, courses, following mentors that could really help me grow. I even remember pulling over on my drive home to take notes. So there weren't a whole lot of beauty industry specific ones, podcasts at the time, which again was back in 2016, which is interesting because that has almost brought me full circle to where I am today, starting this new podcast, which I won't, we'll get into that in a little bit later, maybe in another episode. But basically, I had started listening to podcasts like Being Boss, which was hosted by a web designer and a brand designer. I had started listening to the Gold Digger podcast hosted by Jenna Kutcher, who started as a photographer. So all of these creatives were now in this entrepreneurship world. I also listened to online marketing made easy, and I learned so much from branding foundations, marketing tactics, and it really got me thinking in an entirely new way. And so while I'm gathering all of this knowledge and immersing myself into the world of marketing and entrepreneurship, I chose my platform and started posting on Instagram. I started showcasing what I was doing and posting what I now realize were terrible photos. I'm pretty sure I didn't even have captions on the first few, just hashtags and collage photos. But I started learning how to reach people. And at the beginning, what I noticed was that I was getting clients, yes, but I wasn't getting a consistent type of client. I wasn't yet attracting the people that I really wanted. And so through listening to all of these podcasts and you know watching webinars and all these things, it brought me into the world of marketing and how much possibility there was in the world of entrepreneurship. But I hadn't yet developed the mindset I would need when I finally left the beauty industry for good. I'll get to that though. Once I ripped the Band-Aid and started just doing it, I started to learn about intentionality and figured out a very rudimentary version of my ideal client avatar and all of these things. So again, that was a completely game-changing conversation for me back in the beginning. I started getting a lot more intentional with what I wanted to attract. And this is something that starts happening for a lot of creatives. So we start, we want to have a little bit more control over who we are attracting and over the kind of work that we're doing, right? Which allows us to create more fulfilling businesses. Now, an interesting thing happened when I started to attract clients online that I didn't actually anticipate. When they would come in, oftentimes in the past, when I had worked with a new client, there was almost like anxiety in that first meeting. I noticed when I started marketing my speciality and speaking to specific people is that whenever I would get a new client, they would come in and there would already be a lot of trust built. They saw me as the expert. They knew who I was and they had booked an appointment because of that. They wanted my expertise. That was really when I realized how powerful intentional marketing can be. Over the next couple of years, something that I didn't expect happened. So firstly, the relationship with the person I was working with became quite toxic. The manager quit. Uh, most of the rest of the team quit. And finally, I ended up moving salons, which was great at first. Um, now it's worth mentioning here because I do get asked this a lot if I had a great clientele, why didn't I become self-employed right away? And the truth is that my husband and I were trying really hard to have another baby. I was trying to do the 
responsible thing by staying an employee. Which looking back, it's so funny how differently I thought back in my late 20s, even compared to my early 30s, because honestly, now the idea of being employed feels like way less security than having autonomy over my own career and being able to make my own decisions. But it's interesting how much our perspectives shift, which is another really important point that I want to make in this episode is that a lot of the experiences that I had are what led to the current mindset and the current belief system that I have been able to create. And so often I think it's easy for, and I used to do this all the time, I would look back at my story and think, oh, if only I would have done this earlier, or I wish I would have done this differently. But the truth is that I wouldn't have gotten to where I am today without all of the bumps along the road and all of the different mindset shifts that I had to do to become the person that I am now. But anyways, back to the story. After a while, and quite a while into my secondary infertility journey, I realized that I wanted to start my own business anyways. This was due to a variety of reasons, but the main one was that I had moved salons under a very specific set of agreements to do with vacation time, schedule flexibility, all of these things that were really important at that time in my life as a new mom. And ultimately, the salon owner ended up changing her mind and deciding that that didn't work for her. I realized then that I wanted more control over my own life. I didn't want my life to be dictated by the whims of other people. And I know that you can relate to that as an entrepreneur. The autonomy was worth the risk. And honestly, since then, I have never looked back. So that was another pivotal moment in my story. And over the next couple of years, not only did my efforts pay off and I continued to attract incredible clients and I was able to have rates that were higher than a lot of the other stylists in my space because of that strong branding, but I felt empowered in a way that I had never experienced before. Because I knew how to market myself, it removed a lot of the fear that can often come from making business changes. If I wanted to introduce a new service and invest in the education to do so, if I wanted to implement a price increase or remove a service or change my availability or make any of those changes that sometimes we need to make in business, I realized that because I had nailed attracting the right clients and making sure that I was able to fill my schedule and it allowed me to have a lot more flexibility and confidence in my decisions, it also allowed me to step into my online business with confidence and full-on, slightly delusional faith in myself that ended up absolutely paying off. That part's coming soon. But truly, learning how to market myself removed a lot of that uncertainty and fear from entrepreneurship. Because I think that's what sometimes can keep us in situations that are less than ideal as creatives. We are worried about security, right? I realized that security... And that was where like having rules changed on me in that way as an employee reminded me that there isn't always more security in working for someone else than working for yourself. At the end of the day, the decisions are outside of you when you're not your own boss. The decisions that are made that could have a major effect on your career, on your life, are not your decisions. And that is my driving force behind what I do now. I want to empower entrepreneurs and visionaries and creatives to build a business on their own terms 
And that is because of my own experiences and what has happened in my own career. Now, over this period of time, I also became kind of the go-to in my circle for the creatives and business owners I knew to chat about social media and marketing and all of the strategies that I had used to build my own business. It was around that time I started to enjoy the marketing part more than doing hair. I didn't actually realize how much that was, though, until February of 2020. So I want to dive a little bit more into what was going on in my life in 2020, because this is a part of the story that, you know, it's hard to get into on social media. We have a limited amount of space, and I want to share my story because sometimes I think that we're of the impression that everything has to be perfect to take action. There's all this talk about misunderstood talk about alignment. And listen, I'm here for alignment. My marketing agency is called Align Creative Co. But sometimes I think that we have this expectation that everything in life is going to be perfect when we start to build a business or everything has to line up a certain way or it's not meant to be. So in February of 2020, I had a successful career. I was able to attract clients. I, by all intents, was doing well in my business. And behind the scenes, I was going through some of the most difficult personal challenges I'd ever faced. So I had my son in 2014, and about a year and a half, two years after, my husband and I started trying for a second baby. We were unable to get pregnant, so we had been trying and trying, and I had even gone through like a surgery. I had gone through all these cycles of fertility medication, and it was really taking a toll on me mental health-wise. So after several years of all these things, They finally decided to test my husband and they realized that uh, there was a really rare condition that my husband had developed, which put our chances of conception, I think it was under like 0.02%, which was really crushing. It it was so crushing. Like I can't think of another word because um, it was really hard. I fell into a really deep depression. I was going to work. I was just coming home and I was basically just hiding out in my bed. And I was finding it really difficult to just move on with my life. It threw me for such a loop. And I have so much guilt around this. I remember saying to my husband that I felt like everything good that was going to happen in my life had already happened. And I felt so little purpose. I felt like it's all downhill from here, you know? Um, So that was a really difficult time behind the scenes. And I, yeah, it was really hard. So I want to back up a little bit because when I first started entering the world of, you know, listening to marketing podcasts and learning how to build my business and learning how to build a clientele, the entrepreneurial world and the personal development world kind of go hand in hand. They're really deeply intertwined, which as an entrepreneur for the past several years, I completely understand why that is. I believe that entrepreneurship is honestly the biggest personal development journey that a person can go on. And so I started thinking about these things well before I acted on them. I remember when I first started listening, I can't remember which podcast it was, but they were talking about this book called You're a Badass by Jensen Chera. So I went out and I bought this book and that probably would have been, yeah, like 2015 or 2016 when I purchased it. And I remember reading that first page thinking, I don't buy this, like whatever, this is BS. And I I put it back down. So I had this book sitting in my house for God knows how long. And I remember one day when I was going through, again, I was like deep in the depression and the secondary infertility struggle. And I was about to take a bath and I saw it on my bookshelf. And I just thought, you know what? What do I have to lose? Like, I'm going to read this. I'm going to see if it helps me. And I'm just going to give it a shot. Like I was like 
and if anything will help. So I started reading this book and honestly, like that was, I always say that book changed my life and I'm not sure that I ever could have leapt into entrepreneurship if I hadn't exposed myself to the mindset shifts inside of that book. So if you haven't read Your Badass, I highly recommend that you go and read it because it was truly a game changer when it came to accountability, when it came to finding my purpose and showing back up in my life. So that was a big shift for me. And the second part came, the second shift came in the form of an invitation to a class in 2020. So I've given you the background of where I was at in terms of my mental health, in terms of what I was going through in my personal life. And so I remember clear as day, I was sitting in my car I had just done a like bar class um, to try and shake myself out of the hole. And I logged onto Instagram and there was a DM from an educator in the hair industry whose course I had purchased at the end of 2019, I want to say. And I got this message from the educator saying, hey, I'm hosting a class. Do you want to come? And so I thought about it and I wasn't even really seeing my friends at this time because whenever I get really stressed out or down, I tend to retreat. It's something I'm working on, but that's that's where I was at truly. So something inside of me said, you have to go. You have to go to this class. You need to shake yourself out of this and just go. Like I was, I was trying. So I said, yes, I just stuck myself outside of my comfort zone, did the thing that felt really hard at the time because I knew it was a great opportunity to be invited to this class. And I knew that I would get something out of it. So I thought it was great to be surrounded with other entrepreneurs. I didn't know just how much I would get out of it though. Like it ended up being kind of a game changer. So it was a beautiful class. It was amazing. And at the Q&A portion at the end, I remember someone had asked something about social media. This was a room of accomplished, really talented stylists who were there for their higher education. And so when this question was asked, the educator started to say, oh, I don't really teach that. But like as she was saying this, it felt like, and this is maybe me looking back, but it felt like the entire room erupted and all of these incredible, talented people were sitting there talking about how hard social media felt how much they hated having to show up, how it wasn't working for them and they weren't getting results. And that was when I got the rude awakening that social media marketing was not fun, easy, or effective for everyone. Up until that point, I had been operating under the assumption that because it came easily to me, it must have come easily to everyone else. And this is something that, again, I think a lot of us can relate to at the point where we decide to step into education or online business or, you know, providing a service outside of our primary trade or our primary job. It is that moment of awakening where we realized, no, this isn't as easy for everyone else as it is for me. And in fact, often we realize it's quite the opposite. So This was in February of 2020, and as I alluded to earlier in the episode, my last day behind the chair was in March 2020. I'm not going to go into what happened. We were all there. We all know what happened in March of 2020. Um, But basically, I decided after a week or two away from the salon that, you know what? I'm not going back. I'm not going to go back. It took me a little longer to make the announcement to the person. I wanted to be quite sure. Um... But I did it and I gave my notice. I reached out to a lot of my clients and told them that I wasn't going back. And I stepped away from the business that I had built because I felt called to something bigger. The educator who invited me to the class had shown me what was possible. 
And I saw a bigger and better way to make an impact in my industry than serving clients. And once I saw it, I couldn't unsee it. I wanted to show my peers how to market themselves and have autonomy over their careers. It all just clicked and I knew that it was the right decision. Even though it was extremely scary to pull the trigger, I'm not going to lie. So it was a really big decision for me and it was something that I still to this day You know how they say that 20 seconds of insane courage? That is truly what happened. For me, it was more like 20 days of insane courage. And I I kept saying out loud these like, these like contingency plans that I knew never would, I knew they would never happen. I think I was trying to make the people around me feel better. But I do think that, you know, the reason I talk about this is because when I stepped away from my business behind the chair and I dove headfirst into building a business online, Four years later, looking back, there are a few things that I did that I really attribute to the sustainability and the success of my business and the fact I didn't have to rely on any of those like comforting to my parents contingency plans. So let's dive into what that was. As I was building my business around my marketing expertise, which really developed, I took on social media content creation and one-on-one mentoring clients to build even more mastery hone my methods and make sure what worked for me wasn't a fluke. And spoiler alert, it was not. I went deep on the topic. I was ultra confident I could help people with. So I wasn't saying I'll coach you on anything. Um, And I obsessed about getting my clients results as fast as possible. The reason I started one-to-one was because although I knew a ton about social media marketing and what had worked in terms of client attraction, I'd studied it obsessively for the past four years. I recognized that I didn't know yet how to effectively teach it. So I didn't want to start creating like a giant online course or something where I wasn't able to troubleshoot the delivery in real time. So like I said, getting those results for my clients was absolutely paramount. And I think that the solid reputation I have today is honestly a result of that. The second thing is I hired a mentor. And actually, it was the same educator who invited me to that stateful class And I did something crazy and joined a $5,000 mastermind group before I had ever made a dollar online. But the reason for this was simple. And that is that I knew I needed accountability and I was starting a brand new business. Having developed expertise through my own business in social media marketing did not mean that I was prepared for all of the new skills that I would need in my business. So having a mentor who had been through the things that I was about to face was instrumental because it saved me so much time. A small example would be something like getting stuck on a lead magnet or choosing an email software provider, the things that you really worry about in the beginning. And it also exposed me to a community of other people whose reality was the thing I was dreaming about. So having that concrete proof that it was possible gave me the ability to develop the grit and determination because I saw an end goal and I saw proof it was possible. I invested a ton of time and money into my education because I quickly realized what a lot of people do not, I feel like. And that is that building an online business, no matter how long you've been an expert in the thing that you're teaching, will require you to build entirely new skills. It will require education and support if you want to fast forward the process and show up really effectively. It's funny because the first phase of getting into online business or coaching or education looks very different for most people, right? So either you are wanting to really make an impact, you realize you're good at something like I did and then wanted to help people, 
We want to create more freedom, location freedom, flexibility with our income, the ability to work from anywhere. There's all these different reasons why you take the leap in the first place. However, I think the second phase is similar for almost everyone. And this is where I I work with a ton of educators, coaches, is the second phase, the realization that there are a whole bunch of new things that you will learn that you will need to learn, primarily marketing. So that is where my business has evolved, even since maybe six to nine months after, because I was able to make strides incredibly quickly because I already had that expertise. All of the education and skills that I built in the first, I would say, six months, it was almost like an accelerated version because we were at home. I had all of this time. I was able to really, really study. Once that started paying off and once that started working for me, I started working with other educators in my industry naturally because they could see that. So like I said before, our first phase in business often looks very different. The second phase, very similar. We realize how important it is to nail marketing. And that is why I am so obsessed with the work that I get to do now. I get to help people in that phase where, and this phase lasts from, you know, six months into starting your business to 10 years after starting your business, just depending on where you hit those snags and those road bumps. A lot of educators start their businesses because they want to help people, but it's all of these other skills that come along the way. And that is where I love being able to help these impact-driven, incredible creatives like you, if you're listening, to get to that next level and really start transforming your business through the power of intentional marketing. So the third thing is I started a podcast to share my knowledge, build community and relationships, and serve the community I was building. I ignored my amazing mentor's advice to wait to start a podcast because it's a lot of work. Um, And I did it immediately. I knew that it was the right call. Now, I will extol the virtues and the values of mentorship forever because it's had a profound impact on my life. But sometimes as the visionary of your business, you need to do things that don't make sense to other people. Sometimes as that visionary, your whole purpose is to bring forth something that doesn't exist yet. And my first podcast, Hairstyle is Rising, was that thing for me. It turned out to be one of the best decisions because not only did I build a solid community of listeners, but I've been able to build authentic and deep relationships thanks to doing guest interviews. It also got me to flesh out my ideas. Now, it's easy to create a surface-level social media post, and that kind of stuff worked a few years ago, right? But social media is shifting a little bit towards hyper-specific content, a drop in the reach of generic or low-value content, and I think those who have been digging deeper and creating longer form content will thrive in 2024 and beyond. So I'm grateful for that as well. I've never been a surface level kind of girl. And so it was really crucial for me to be able to express myself in a way that felt good and help on a deeper level. Also, the reciprocity of being invited on other podcasts allowed me to grow my audience and help more people. The unexpected bonus was that growing a podcast over 10K monthly downloads has taught me a lot about marketing podcasts, and that is in a a really specific niche too, um, that is mega helpful to my clients now. 
The final thing is I created valuable content on social to build my brand and collaborated with others to teach what I knew best, which again, that was easier because I'd created the long form content. So it allowed me to repurpose between the two and really hone my content creation skills. I would test ideas on social media before fleshing them out and use the social aspect to connect with my community. I also connected with other entrepreneurs on the platform. It led to collaboration at first and then after really deep friendships that I hold dear now that are still relevant to this day. I created a lot of content in those first few years because A, I had a burning desire to show up and serve and B, I knew how effective it was. Now in 2024, I will no longer say that consistency is the only thing you need. It's important to be clear on your brand and create really good quality content to stand out and all of these things. And I'll be talking about all of that good stuff here on this podcast. So don't worry. All right. Today, I've given you a peek behind the curtain on what my business journey had looked like. I'm sure there's a lot of things I've forgotten to mention. And this kind of gave you an insight into the lead up to my journey in entrepreneurship. I will be diving into part two in a future episode. So if you've enjoyed this podcast, please hit the subscribe button and read the show. I'd love if you could write a review with the marketing topics you want me to cover here and head over to Instagram at it's Jody Brown and send me a message. Let me know what you thought of today's episode. There is going to be so much marketing goodness coming. And thank you for being here because together we are the visionary rising.